Welcome to episode number 99 of the Active Geek Podcast, and in this episode, Chuck and I are talking the next chapter in the Marvel Television Universe, which is The Runaways, premiering on Hulu November 21st, and what better time to premiere a new series than on Thanksgiving weekend, or Thanksgiving week, when you can have a whole weekend to binge. It's perfect. And speaking of binging, today, the day we were posting this, The Punisher has come out, and if you haven't listened to our Punisher episode... I think you should go back and listen to it because this series is amazing. I'm seven episodes in currently. It's blowing my mind. It's exactly what I wanted from it. I can't wait to see where we go with the next six episodes. And also this week, Justice League came out, which I had already had the pleasure of seeing on Monday as an early screening. And I think it's a little bit better than the 48% that Rotten Tomatoes has given it. So give it a shot. Listen to this episode. Then watch The Punisher. Then watch Justice League or vice versa, but listen to this episode first and gear up for November 21st when you can watch The Runaways on Hulu. So without any further ado, this is episode number 99 of the Active Geek Podcast entitled The Runaways. Hello, and welcome back to the Active Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Delulo, and I'm joined, as always, by Chuck Miller. And today, we are going back into the realm of teenage TV shows, back from our Stranger Things episode, as we are going to talk about something that probably is new to both of us, which is the the Marvel Runaways. For those of you guys who have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, the Marvel Runaways is a TV show from Marvel Studios, which is going to be uh, coming on Hulu in uh, November. So let's do a little bit about the Marvel Runaways. So the Marvel Runaways debuted in July 2003 under the Marvel imprint Tsunami. Did you ever hear of Tsunami? Not the Marvel imprint, no. No, I've <laughs> heard of the, the tropical storm, the storms that destroy the... Um, Icon was an imprint too, right? Well, yeah, they had a lot. They had a, like it was Icon. There was Tsunami. There was the uh, the Max imprint. It's kind of like Vertigo for um, DC, where Vertigo had the darker stuff. But Tsunami uh, was designed to to be geared towards like the anime and the manga readers. They had um, titles like Human Torch, Namor, Venom, Sentinel, uh, and they were all written in the the traditional like I call it anime. I know that's not what it's called. It's manga. Uh, it was all that m- manga writing, and it uh, it didn't work. Yeah, um, every single um, like storyline and and run that they had was dropped. It was canceled. Didn't sell well. And Runaways only lasted eighteen ep- issues, uh, and and it was canceled in two thousand four. So it lasted about a year, and then due to like the trade successes and everything, it came back in two thousand five. And initially, this this concept runaways was supposed to be uh tied into phase four of the mcu uh, i don't know where it would have fit uh maybe in like the spider-man realm yeah maybe because I, well, it's obviously not part of phase four anymore because you know that's going all cosmic as james gunn's taking over but we're getting it on hulu we'll talk a little about a little bit about hulu in a little bit but let's go right into our our discussion today chuck when was the first time you heard of the Marvel Runaways? Was it the announcement of the TV show? Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know anything about it. And as soon as they were like, Marvel Runaways, I was like, what the hell is that? And I actually had to look it up. Um, because I, you know, back in 2003, 2004, I wasn't reading many comics, especially Tsunami comics. Yeah. So that was not something that was on my radar at all. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, we, we don't cater to that demographic that they were looking for i don't think given 2003 and 2017 now neither one of us are huge well huge anime and manga fans i know you don't watch any of it no not at all Um, i'll watch it if it's on and i'm tired and i'm up and adult swims on or i'll read it if one of my clients brings it to me because i have a few that that read um manga but yeah the you know i knew of the runaways because it was a group of teenagers. I was still in high school. I was a sophomore when it came out. So 
they were like, oh, there's a teenage superheroes. And I saw the covers. I was like, oh, I don't want to read this. Cause, yeah, because it's not in the style that you like. Exactly. It wasn't geared towards me. And it, it was like story wise, it was kind of geared towards me. But art wise, it didn't. It didn't and the whole interest. thing with comics is, yeah, they have great stories, but the the artwork has to grab you as well. Yeah. And, you know, I, I image searched a few of like the older stuff with um with um the runaways and i i dug it i thought it was uh i thought it was pretty cool now now that i'm a 30 year old man and i can appreciate the art of it it's better than some of the stuff that i'm getting so it was you know it was a little more uh defined for me so now like i'm not saying i'm gonna go back and pick up the 18 issues of the runaways but if I found, I mean, they had more than just eighteen. Well, I mean, their initial run was only there's 18. thirteen, and then thirty, then fourteen, and then another fourteen. Yeah, because they came back, but their initial run is what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, so I'm not going to just sit there and say, oh, you know, I'm going to go back and read their initial run because I'm not going to. Yeah, I, I have no desire to. But the TV show looks dope, and we're going to talk about yes, it. it does. But we're going to go into the concept, and the concept is pretty much a group of teenagers find out that their families, their parents are supervillains and members of this team called this organization called the prime or the pride and after finding out their parents are villains the kids steal items from them from them and find out that they have inherited their parents powers thoughts it's a really cool concept you know to have and imagine you know when you were a kid growing up and thinking what if your parents were villains and you you know rebel against that and try to Say, I'm not going to be a villain. I'm going to try to not fight them, but take them down. Yeah, and I mean, growing up, your parents are villains. Yeah. Because they won't get you what you want. They they send you to bed. They turn off your TV if you have one in your room. You know, they punish you. They they were truly villains. Yeah. So for a kid to, to be reading this in 2003 or even now, to see like, oh, my parents are villains, but... They're not as bad as I make them out to be. Yeah, no. So it's like, yes, they, you know, they're teaching you lessons and and they're tough, but you know, they're not sacrificing teenage girls in a basement of another person's house, like a secret lair. Yeah, they're not doing that. They're not wizards and and time travelers and scrolls because, in I mean, in the history of the 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 runaways, they come in contact with a guy who is a training to be a super scroll. Yeah, which is really like a shape shifting scroll too. Which is, I mean, they all shape shift, but it was that's a pretty damn cool storyline. And with Cap, what Captain Marvel is doing with the scrolls being a '90s piece, I mean, I can see that character coming in pretty quick. Yeah, and I, that, I'd be all for it. But in terms of the concept, I like it. And, you know, it's dark, it's mystical, um, and it's something like I said that can resonate with the teenagers because you know most teenagers don't have that close of a relationship with their parents and i think it's designed that way because they want like this is the time where their you know their bodies are changing and they want to kind of feel out what the world has for them it's more of like the world is your oyster you just need to get find the pearl where we're just shucking the meat out and just sucking it down because we need to survive as adults <laughs> so it, it's been a little it's been a little different for them but I, I dig the concept and there's a there's a member of the the runaways that we'll we'll focus on in a little bit that I'm 100 percent game for. Really? Uh, yeah, oh yes, absolutely. And actually, we could talk about it now. And that character is Old Lace. Oh yeah, the cyber enhanced telepathic Velociraptor. It's actually not a Velociraptor. Well, it looks like a Velociraptor. It looks like a Velociraptor. It's actually I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name. Dino something, but it's yeah. a dinosaur. Well, that's just like. That's the the technical term for it. Like yeah. that's the comic book term. But essentially, like you know, we're gonna see that it, that raised claw on the. Yeah, it looks exactly yeah, like it's a, a, it's a, it's a but, velociraptor. Yeah, no, I am I am fully pumped for uh, old lace. And um, plus, the name of the the dinosaur is old lace, which is fantastic. It's got a uh, a telepathic connection with another one of the characters that I'm really looking forward to, uh, Gert Yorks. I really dig that. I'd like. I know a little bit about, like, the... I like dinosaurs, so I, I looked further into the rabbit hole of, oh, yeah. of Old Lace and Gert, and I think Gert's a great name. Did, so, did you know where Old Lace came from? She, um, she, I can't remember right now because I didn't write it down. Gert, her nickname was also Arsenic. Yeah. And there was an old movie. Well, that's her, that's her code name. That's yeah. a superhero name. 
there there was um an old black and white movie called Arsenic and Old Lace. Yeah. And that's where it came from. That's right. And and that's really cool. Yeah, I mean it's it's fun. You're going to find out that Garrett is truly a nerd. Oh yeah. If she's going back and she's watching old ass movies with old old Gert and old lace, but But can you imagine just having like having a dinosaur? Yes, as a pet? I lived I lived my entire early childhood hoping to have a dinosaur as a pet. And not only a dinosaur, a telepathic dinosaur. And empathic cuz Gert has an empathic bond to to yeah. old lace too, which is really really cool. Those are two of the characters that I really like, but I also like Nico, uh sister yeah. Grimm, sister Grimm. Which is Sister uh, Grimm is a cool name. Yeah, and she's got really cool powers. Um, first time I really heard about Sister Grimm was like that future fight game on Marvel, uh, on the iOS. So I, I was able, I downloaded her, and I was like, oh, she's pretty fucking dope. And to have you know her get her powers from the staff of one. Yeah, like that's kind of cool. And she's just like a goth kind of. Yeah, you know, she's a hot topic shopper. She's got a yeah. frequent membership to Hot Topic, and she's the outcast. She's Marvel's version of Raven. Yeah. Uh, and this essentially, you know, let's not split hairs here. This is essentially Marvel's Teen Titans. Yes. Yeah, Teen, I, teen I, Titans I, go, if you will. Because I, I would have to agree to that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, super-powered teenagers, same thing as Teen Titans. So yeah, it, it makes sense. And they're cashing in on... I mean, they were trying to be the first ones to do the teenage superhero show, I guess. And I guess, theoretically, they are. Because uh, even though Titans has been announced and cast... And, uh, they haven't shot yet because their platform hasn't even been launched yet. Yeah. Because that's a DC property. And speaking of um, the Titans, I'm going to go on a, a segue here, but there's a rumor that uh, Dacker Montgomery is yeah. going to be Nightwing. I seen that this morning. He posted on his uh, Twitter and Instagram account. Yeah. Just a image of Nightwing. I can see it. I can um, see it. I can see it. He's. I'm still like. I loved him as Billy. We talked about this a few minutes ago. But I loved him as Billy in Stranger Things because he was a dick. He he was everything that we thought he was going to be. And without any spoiler alerts, I'm going to leave it at that. But I didn't like him as Jason in the Power Rangers. I didn't think he was bad as Jason. Yeah, the thing about him, and this is just this is just a minor thing, but every interview that I've seen him in, he doesn't button his shirt. No, it's heavy chest and heavy necklaces. And I had to watch several interviews to find out the pronunciation of his name. And you and I have been calling him Doc Gray because phonetically. I don't think I've been calling him anything. Well, yeah, because you, you can't even say Velociraptor. So how are you going to call him Doc Gray? I can say Velociraptor. I just can't say the technical term for Velociraptor. I, I've been calling him Doc Gray because phonetically that's how it reads. Um, his name is Dacker. Yeah, I realized that watching Beyond Stranger Things. Yeah, Dacker Montgomery. And you know what? If he's Nightwing, and several episodes ago we said that Finn Whitrock was already cast as Nightwing, which I'm going to gonna go back on that Facebook page and give him some shit. But yeah, I, I like Dacker Montgomery. No, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think he would be a good Nightwing. Yeah, and I also have been calling um, Nancy's cat cat uh, character Natalie. Her name is Natalia, Natalia. so... Sorry, Natalia. I don't know if she's not listening, but I'm just going to be cordial and nice. Uh, what are some of the characters that you like, Chuck, of uh, the Runaways and not the Teen Titans or Stranger Things? <laughs> uh, old Lace, because who doesn't love a dinosaur? I Obviously, science doesn't like dinosaurs because they're no longer with us. <laughs> the only thing that are close to dinosaurs are crocodiles and cassowaries. Yeah. So, but, it's, a it's a shame. But yeah, to have a dinosaur and to have a power, like it's not just, you know... It's not like in Jurassic World where it's a modified. Uh, this thing has powers. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's a. It's essentially a mutant. I mean, well, it is a modified dinosaur. Yeah. But it's got more powers than blue yeah. and um and like alpha and beta and all that. Yeah. And what's cool is like you know if Gert gets hurt, old lace feels it. Yeah. And vice versa, which is really really cool. Um, Nico also, I have to go up there because she's a Wiccan and she's just. You know, kind of like that goth hot topic. Yeah, you know, I was wondering why you had smoky makeup on right now, and you're and dressed in an all black and purple dress. It, I don't know. I I know you like to get into character, but Jesus, man, yeah. you went you know, full. When it, when I go into an episode, I try to dress. like... Well, I mean, you did roll up playing Papa Roach uh, last resort, <laughs> so I I figured you know you were pumped for for our discussion on yeah. teenage uh, runaways. I mean, some of the other characters are cool, but. Uh, you know, they were probably my two top ones. Yeah, and you know, I, I take Gert and Old Lace as a team, and 
I'm very happy with taking them as a team. Um, and the thing about Gert, I'm not well, yeah. The thing about Gert and Old Lace is they really make this a unique series. Yeah. So if we're gonna talk about Marvel having unique properties and like, I mean, I know Iron Fist is a pretty unique property, and you know the Guardians and everything like that. I think this is probably gonna be the the most unique because how do you explain a creature that has been extinct for millions of years? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And how are you gonna explain? Not having anybody know about it. Your children, your coworkers, nobody knows about a Velociraptor in in a lab or like what it looks like. It looks like it was in like a friggin' like broom closet <laughs> in the one scene of the um of the trailer. But like how are you gonna how are you gonna like how are you gonna explain that? And I'm, that makes it unique about me uh, about it. But you know, the thing about the series is I think that the series is gonna be uber successful. Um I think I think Hulu's got got a good property, and I think it's the reason why it's going to be successful. And it's not a reason that I ever thought I would say on on record, like on record, um, is with the success of Riverdale. People are going to gravitate towards this because they like River Riverdale. They like the storylines with Archie. They have like an attractive cast over there. They got a pretty attractive cast over on. Uh, on the runaways too for these uh these young teens so i think teen problems are in right now this show could have absolutely fit in the cw universe i'm glad it didn't because i think the old lace uh cgi would get a little sloppy but i think this is the most uh, unique property that marvel has what about you oh by far it's it's one of the most unknown properties you know um yeah this is more unknown than guardians was at the time yeah yeah yeah, by far. Um but you know, they're they're taking the gamble and I I think the streaming services are the future. Yeah. So I, I think I think it's a right fit. Um I've haven't currently watched any Hulu original series, so I'm not sure how their content is. But um just I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think I can name three Hulu series. I think I can name the path. That's a Hulu original, I believe, with uh, Handmaiden's Tale or something. Okay, maybe I can. I know that one, uh, and that's might be it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I have Hulu. I watch. Uh, I watch all. I catch up on like Gotham and stuff at work on my lunch break. I used to have Hulu when I, you know, uh, years ago when I didn't have cable and I lived by myself, but they didn't have any original content then. Yeah, I mean, Netflix comes in and kind of reinvented the whole uh yeah they reinvented the wheel if you will yeah and now you know amazon has a has their streaming service cbs all access like we talked about which um is in talks to get a jordan peele led twilight zone reboot yeah. uh, for cbs all access and i can i'm down with that yeah, well, they they have a comedy we actually seen the oh yeah teaser the, for it's a will ferrell joint with uh Tim yeah Meadows it's funny it. funnier die produced yeah yeah, Tim. I forget what it's called, but Tim, we, yeah, Tim. Um, it's a cop. It's, it's a buddy cop. Yeah, we have seen the teaser. Radio, like it's like radio silence or something. Yeah, we have seen a teaser at um at New York New York Comic Con. Yeah, it was good. But anyway, to go back to that, I just think it's a really unique property that no one really knows. Um, and because we're pretty big uh, Marvel enthusiasts and just comic enthusiasts in general, and for us not to know about it, yeah, and you know, not know much, not many people will. Yeah, you know, the thing about this, and Marvel has a lot to prove with me lately, because Iron Fist sucked, Inhumans is trash. Yeah, that's Th- That is some of the worst television I've ever I've seen. I've been watching life. it, but it's garbage. Yeah, I'm, I'm caught up on it. I've never thought I'd like shit on a Marvel property, but this is I'm, awful. You know what I'm surprised at? That's still on. Well, it's an eight-part miniseries that they already paid and financed, so, you know... They got to get it out there. It just finished Friday, I think. No, that was episode seven. Uh, seven. Yeah, next week is the last episode, which is it's just a, a, a terrible, terrible show, and they need to kind of make it up. And Defenders was kind of lackluster. You know, I yeah. like Defenders, but it like it could have been so much. It more. didn't have that that big punch that everyone expected to have. Yeah. The four big, you know, Netflix. It was good. Yeah, that big punch should have been Sigourney Weaver being Mephisto. Yeah. Unless they have bigger plans for Mephisto, 
that we've never we haven't been alluded to it hasn't been teased i think that should have been it and it was you know it it proves i mean it proves it that we're not the only ones who felt that way because it was the the least streamed of all the marvel properties yeah which is crazy yeah and you know it was, it was we were building to that moment it's, it's like in essence going to see avengers infinity war on opening night and the theater's not sold out you know what I mean? Like you and your wife or you and me or you and whoever you go with are the only ones in the theater. Yeah. Like that's what Defenders was like. So I don't know. I think Marvel has a lot to prove with me on TV. Maybe Hulu's a little different because we haven't seen a Marvel. This is Marvel's first property on Hulu. It's really strange that they, they took – they went with Hulu when they just had – they like they had the, the game locked with Netflix. So maybe they want to branch out. Another series that Netflix, uh, Hulu has that I forgot was, it's called Future Man. I've, I've been seeing... It's a Josh Hutcherson-led kind of like superhero show. Uh, it looks like comedy. Yeah, it's another Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg um, okay. show. Yeah, well, definitely. Com- well, no. Well, yeah, yeah, it's comedy-based because Preacher's, I mean, as dark as Preacher is, it's still comedy-based. All right, let's, uh, let's move from uniqueness and random off-roading and get back to the task at hand, Chuck. We're going to talk about the actors, the cast of The Runaways, just The Runaways, not the, the Pride. We'll get to them in a bit. So you have Greg Sulkin from a TV show called Faking It. You ever heard of Faking It? Uh, I have. Okay. I I have not. And he was on Wizard of the Waverly Place. Yeah, another. That's again, the only another, one I recognize. Yet again, another like, show I can't watch. Mostly recognized. Uh, and he's playing Chase Stein, a.k.a. Talkback. And for, I'll, I guess I'll say it now. All these characters that we're going to talk about in the first run of the Runaways debuted in 2003 in Runaways number one, and they were all created by Brian K. Vaughn and Adrian Alfona. And Greg Sulkin, now who's playing Chase Stein, is the son of a mad of mad scientist. Uh, he steals his father's uh, flame generating manipulating gauntlets called the Fistigan. Pretty dope. Yeah. And you've I don't think I've seen him. I did see him wear it in the the last trailer, but. I saw his father, who's played by James Marsters, yes. test it out. And, yeah, I've seen that. Oh and then at God. the very, very end of the trailer, he's holding them. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the nickname, or the code name, I'm sorry, Talkback? That's kind of dumb. Do you think he's just like a like mouthy a, kid at home? You, like, you know what a Talkback sounds like? Like a an 80s pop group. Yeah, or he sounds like, yeah, I can see that. Or he's the center fielder on uh, in the Sandlot. Yeah. Come on, talk back. You and Squints. Like, you know, I could just see that. <laughs> I hope, like, now, in the trailer, we're going off-road a little bit again, but in the trailer, he's the one who's aggressively curling a 15-pound dumbbell, right? Okay. I think so. Yeah, it, that was a very Jason in the Power Rangers moment as well for me, to the point that I was like, is that Dacker Montgomery? And I'm going to continue to say Dacker Montgomery, because now I can say his name, and I don't feel like an asshole. So it was a very Power Ranger moment for me. Uh, what do you think about um, the concept of, of Chase Stein being a son of a mad scientist and the, the Fistagon? Fistagon's pretty cool. Fistagon sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> I choose you, Fistagon, or just a really gnarly uh, sex talk. <laughs> that's, that's where I was. I wasn't thinking Pokemon. I was thinking sex well, I'm talk. I'm trying to cater to children, Chuck. This is a uh, teenage TV show that we're review we're previewing. But, no, I, I think it's really cool. So, um, I, I think it's a cool character. Now, do you, you recognize his credit from Witches of Waverly Place? Do you know him from that? Like, have you seen the episodes with him in it? Is he a good actor? I've seen him. I recognize him. Like, they had like TV movie. Okay. Um, I is he decent? I wasn't really paying attention. Okay. I, I recognize his face. That's fair because listen, I'm I'm one who has not seen most of these kids act. Because I don't watch a lot of Disney one, Channel. One I recognize. Okay. Like, really seen stuff. Well, I think there might be one that you, you may have recognized, but you don't, like, you don't recognize the face because her credits, uh, she's been in a few episodes of something that you watch, but we'll get into it. Uh, the next person that we're going to talk about is uh, Lyrica Okana, or Okanu, who plays, uh, who was in Michael J. Fox show. I think, like, maybe two episodes. That was her biggest credit. And she plays the before-mentioned Nico Manuro a.k.a. Sister Grimm, debuting in 2003, as mentioned. And she is the daughter of Dark Wizards, and she is a witch capable of manipulating magic, and she has the staff of one, which is really, really cool. Again, another character you and I are um, 
are, are looking forward to. Best nickname of the group? I think so. Sister Grimm? Man, I, the possibilities with her are endless. Like, I feel like she's just going to start turning people into skeletons. Yeah, you know, the, and the Stanford one's really cool. They show her uh, twice in the trailer. Yeah, it, it's weird. Like, for 2003... A staff is a very hard, like, tool to just carry with you everywhere. Like, if you're in a pinch, you got to grab this four-foot staff. Maybe maybe it's like a pocket thing, and it's kind of like... I would love it to be like a sonic screwdriver, the size of that, and maybe kind of like the stick that the blind people use. It's kind of compressed. They're going to make they, it like a selfie stick. Or like an... Oh, God, they better not. No, they certainly didn't make it like a selfie stick. Well, they will in the show. It looks like your Halloween Riddler uh, cane. That's that's the look I got from it. Like it's a a golden curved staff, and I guess they're going with like the old wizard look that all wizards had staff. Uh, Harry Potter was a wizard and he had a wand. Why can't Sister Grimm have a wand? Or just be dope and have shit manipulating from her hands? That'd be neat. That would be cool. But I get it. It's all right. The next character is the one that I thought you might know. Is Virginia Gardner. Uh, who's been in Project Almanac and the Goldbergs. Yep, that's the one I know. Okay, good. I thought you, we were talking about Greg Sulkin. Oh, I have no idea who that is. No, that, yeah, you were... Well, yeah, I recognize... just talking about how do you not know No, but, like, is? I recognize, but, like, sh- I know her. She played Lexi Bloom in Goldbergs. Yeah, she was, like, in, like, 30 episodes, right? Eight episodes. Maybe she was in something else that I saw. It was 30 episodes. Uh, but she plays Caroline Dean, a.k.a. LSD, a.k.a. Lucy in the Sky. Another really cool nickname. Uh, very like O three. I mean, LSD wasn't very popular in O three, to my knowledge, and neither I guess the Beatles were. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm in the minority with the Beatles. I'm not a fan, but I think that's in, that's just maybe the second best nickname. Lucy in the Sky or LSD? LSD. Yeah, because she's. I mean, she's. Listen, she's the daughter of alien invaders. Uh, she's solar powered, and she's from the alien race of the Majestanian. One take, Chuck. Yeah, that, that, was another, that was another name I wasn't going to try to pronounce. So what do you think about the, the alien touch to it now? So you, you, you have mad scientists, hmm. wizards, and aliens. Solar-powered aliens. And dinosaurs. Yeah, and dinosaurs. This, this is crazy. It, it, it's all over the board, and I think that's really cool. Um, I like to see their, their take on the aliens. Yeah, me too. Because I'm wondering maybe like she doesn't know she has these powers, and maybe she doesn't know she's an alien. Yeah, I think that's like I think that's the premise. Like, yeah, they, they don't they don't know like they have these powers. Yeah, they steal their they see their parents doing the sacrifice. They steal their shit, and then they they realize this is like a coming of age young superhero. Like, well, I I think you know she'll have the most uh, shock because yeah, she's not she's not human. Yeah, you she's like I've seen the scenes from her, and she kind of looks like uh, not Serenity. There's a character. It, it's uh, escaping me, but this this isn't for you won't recognize this. But there's a character in Rick and Morty, and the name she's like a living planet. It's not like Ego, but like she's the she's like the solar system, and she's like very like translucent. And there's stars in her, and like she's she's cool. Like I've seen this, she's like an astral plane, if you will, very Doctor Strange like. You know, remember when Benedict Cumberbatch is in the hospital and he's floating around? Yeah, that's what you see with LSD in the scenes where she's like talking to talk back and, and you're on lsd yeah and talk backs talking back and he's like oh i have a lot of questions to ask maybe he talks a lot i'm assuming Is that. He, he's probably gonna be like the mouth of the show yeah and i'll probably be annoyed but oh well uh, then we have allegra acosta from um she's a newcomer uh she was in like digital shorts and stuff that i've never heard of and stuff that most people have never heard of and she's playing molly hernandez formerly known as molly hayes in the comics don't know why they changed the name, but they did. Uh, and she's a.k.a. Uh, Princess Powerful. God, I hope they don't call her Princess Powerful. That's a terrible code name. I think it's going to maybe talk back. like kind of has like an attitude of like, oh, look at Miss Princess Powerful. Yeah, I think that. Oh, God. But I, I don't see them called. But like if, he, if he's kind of like the attitude and mouthy guy, I can see him being like a little snarky and saying that. Yeah, I'd like to call her um, P-squared. P-squared, get over here. Like, come do your thing. But she's the daughter of telepathic mutants. Um, she's a mutant who has powers that include super strength and invulnerability. This is another thing that I'm curious to see um, about. How are they going to address the mutants? It's Marvel. It's Marvel Cinematic Television. We're not allowed to address the, the term mutants. So yeah, I don't know how they're going to maybe uh, enhanced. Yeah, that's how they addressed it with um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Yeah, an enhanced human. Yeah, or maybe. They, or oh, here here it is. 
She's an inhuman. Oh, God, I hope not. Yeah, I could see it, though. I could see it, but I hope not. I wonder if... See, there's so many questions that I want answered. Does this tie in with... Um, event, um, not Avengers. Um, Inhumans. Does this tie in with the Netflix properties? And does it tie in with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Which is our our upcoming episode. We have a Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode coming up soon. So I think it's going to be our first... Our, our last episode in November. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy that we're that far into the recording schedule. But I'm really curious to see how they address the the mutant aspect because we're not allowed to say mutants. The next character is Renzi Feliz uh, from Teen Wolf, and he plays Alex Wilder, the leader of the Runaways. You've seen him in all the trailers, the one who te- pieces up the, the team, gets them together, and he is the son of a mafia boss. Uh, and was a child prodigy at strategic thinking and planning. So he essentially is just a smart nerd with dangerous parents. Yeah, he he was the only one I didn't see. He's like Karnak in the Inhumans, somebody that I don't don't care about. Right? Like yeah, he doesn't have any powers. He just he's a genius. Yeah, and because, yeah, he's a child prodigy. Like I feel like there's going to be a scene with him in a Rubik's cube, maybe. Or like a or a chess game where he's like real quick about it just to touch on that like nerd demographic. I I don't know, but he's my least favorite. And then the last member of the Runaways we have uh, Ariella Bearer from Once Upon a Time and Yo Gabba Gabba, and she plays uh, Gert York Gert York's AKA Arsenic as you alluded to before, and she is the daughter of time traveling criminals and has the empathic and telepathic link to old ladies. So. Wow, a motley crew of teenage heroes you gotta, with a motley crew of human parents yeah. and alien parents and wizardly parents. It's crazy. Yeah, it it's such a diverse uh, group of characters yeah. where, you know, I... It, it, there shouldn't be a dull moment given the the power, like the aliens and given their parents, like their, their abilities. You know what I mean? There shouldn't be a, a moment. But there may be. There may be a dull moment. But let's go into the, the cast of the Pride. And the Pride is a great villain nickname. I like what you said earlier when you flubbed and said the Prime. I like that. Yeah, that's cool, too. Because like they, they're like the all being the... like You get the a group of like the the strongest people. Yeah. And you put them together. Uh, let's call them the Pride Prime. I don't know. <laughs> but I can see what they're doing with the Pride. Like maybe they're taking like the lion look. And they're proud people in their community. Yeah. And they're they're affluent because they they all look very like like for as diverse as this group is, they all look pretty rich and pretty affluent. I don't know. Well, we have the Wilders, and that's uh, the Thieves, and that's Angel uh, Angel Parker from The Strain plays Catherine Wilder, and Ryan Sands from The Wild or The Wire plays Jeffrey Wilder. You do you know either one of those? No. Yeah, me. Uh, well. See, this is the thing. Like, I watched a little bit of The Strain. I've never seen The Wire. I've heard that The Wire is some of the best television yeah. ever. And you've brought that up several times on this. I have not I seen it. No. Nor, I don't think I have time to invest in a show that has like over 100 episodes. So I'm going to take the public's word that Ryan Sands is a great actor because he was in The, wa- uh, the Wire for a good, uh, good while. So that's The Thieves. And they all have cool little nicknames. And I like that. Uh, you have the Yorks, who are the Travelers, and you have Bridget Brana from Army Wives playing Stacey York, and Kevin Weissman from Alias, uh, Dale Yorks. I know Kevin Weissman from Alias. Yeah. Not, um, not, I don't really know uh, Bridget Brana, but I'm looking forward to the Time Travelers. That's yeah, a, a pretty I cool know concept. him from Alias. Uh, Army Wives, I've seen some episodes because my ex used to watch every episode, and like we was laying in bed, and I recognized her, but... Was she an army wife, or was she like an army mistress? The, I don't remember. Maybe she was a navy mistress. I don't remember. I just, I just remember seeing her face. Okay, so she's recognizable. Um, they look like the cool thing about this is like each couple looks believable. Like even the scientists and the smart ones, they look like they fit that. They fit the the role. Like you could have got someone like I don't know, Chris Kattan, to play. Like the, the the smart scientist. It's like, the first and only time Chris Kattan will ever pop up on the podcast. Know. I saw a picture of Chris Kattan yesterday. And brought me uh, back, brought back memories. You have the deans who are the alien colonists. 
You have Annie Wershing from 24 and Castle, another person who I knew, who plays Leslie Dean. And you have Kip Pardue, who played Sunshine in Remember the Titans he as Frank also, Dean. He was also in Driven. Yeah, but... Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, but that, you think anybody who's listening to us saw that movie? I've seen it. Yeah, well, you, you also like Drive Angry, so... Which was your I, no, boy, I didn't... Cage. No, I did not like that movie. And they know him from Sunshine as... Uh, yeah, that's who... I, as soon as I seen it, I recognize him. I can't believe he's that old. Like, I feel like I saw... I feel like I was the same age as Sunshine when I saw Remember the Well, Titans. think of Oki. Oki. Yeah, think of Oki. Opie from Sons of Anarchy. He was in that movie. Yeah, it's true. And now he's, you know, he, he's looking like Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah Ryan, Ryan Hurst has a great beard. That's that's who plays Opie, right? Yeah. Ryan Hurst. He, he has a great beard. Uh, and Kip Pardo, like, I saw, I saw his face and I saw his name and I was like, I know that face. Who, where do I know him from? And immediately, the first credit was Sunshine from... Yeah, I, from as soon as I seen it, I recognize I was him. like, I'm, I'm ready to party. So I'm glad that he's in it. So he plays the, um, he plays Frank Dean. You have the Steins, the wise men, uh, who are played by Ever Carradine from Eureka, who plays Janet Stein. And the casting that made me the most excited was James Marsters, who played Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one of my favorite television shows of all time. And he plays Victor Stein, which is fantastic. I didn't realize he was... As old as he is. Yeah, he's close to 50, right? He's 55. Wow. He's old enough to be our parents. Yeah, you know, listen, Spike was one of my favorite television characters growing up. Uh, I always chose him over Angel to be with Buffy. It was really weird. I've... Spoiler alert for the 1996 classic Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've never seen an episode of Buffy or Angel. So wow. I've... I, I know who he is. The only thing I've ever seen him in... Is Dragon Ball Evolution? Oh God! And he was Lord Piccolo. Don't bring that up. He does. Uh, he has like a rock band, and he does all the Comic Cons now. He, oh, yeah. he performed. You know, he's probably. I would say, beside maybe top five most successful to come out of Buffy, maybe. Sarah Michelle Gellar, Seth Green, Seth Green, David Boreanaz, and Allison Hannigan. Yeah, uh, and then I guess James Marsters. But he's the only one who's really well. Him and Nicholas Brendan, who's going to jail like every other week for like getting drunk and fighting people in bars. He's in jail again, I think. I think he's been locked up seven times in 2017. Yeah, I don't. I but but he's also struggling with some mental issues, so um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna belittle him. Um, but James Marster is doing the con scene. He's everywhere. He's I think he's been at every con that I've been at for the most part, minus the smaller ones. So maybe one day James Marster, you and I shall meet. I'm excited about the Steins. I'm excited to see him in it. And then we have uh, the Manuras, who are the magicians, a.k.a. the Dark Wizards. And you have Brittany Ishibashi, who plays Tina Manuro, and she's from TMNT Out of the Shadows. Yep. She was one of Shredder's people, right? Yeah. She played, like, uh, his right-hand woman. In the comics, that's his daughter. Yeah. But she was... They were too close in age to play that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they could have got, like, a younger... Asian girl to play Shredder's daughter, but I get it. I'm happy with it. She was she was nice to look at. And then you have uh, James Yayashigashi, uh, the from the Man on the Ledge is the only thing that I recognize from him. And and he plays Robert Manuro. And then Man on the Ledge, he plays like Officer. Or yeah, like Officer Chang. Like yeah, a very like stereotypical. Probably Asian like last ten name. seconds. Yeah, he's like get down, and then they pan away. Yeah. He might not even have a speaking role. And then last but not least, you have the Hernandezes. Um, and they're the Mutant Outcast, and fun fact, they're not casted on IMDb. It just says Gene and Alice are their names, and I took that from Marvel.com based on who is, uh, what they're, like, what Molly's parents' names were. And they don't have, they don't have any credits, so, mystery, maybe spoiler alert, maybe it's, like, Stan Lee and, uh, I don't know, someone else. Yeah, that's a, that, he's a Spanish guy. Yeah, well, if, listen, they... They can they can make him Spanish. It'll be, be Louis Guzman. It could be Louis Guzman. Didn't I he? hope so. Didn't Night Shift get canceled? Wasn't he in that? No, he's in Code Black. Didn't that get canceled? No. Okay, Night Shift got canceled. Night Shift got canceled. All these hospital shows. Jesus that's Christ. That's because uh, Karnak left. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's exactly why. Let's go to the footage. Now, you and I went to New York Comic Con on the third day of its four-day run. And the second day... They showed the very first episode of The Runaways. 
Yeah. And we missed it. Um, my buddy Dion saw it, and he said it's amazing. He said this is a show that you're going to love and this, that you're going to want to watch. And they had a pretty pretty big setup for him down there. Remember when we were walking through Artist Alley and they had the school locker, people were getting pictures by it. Yeah. There were posters everywhere for it. So this is this uh Hulu and Marvel really rolled out all the stops for um yeah. for for uh the runaways. Yeah, they're making a big push at it. What did you think of the footage that's been released so far? I think it looks pretty cool. Likewise. Um it does have that teen drama look which you know, I get the audience they're looking for but it it looks dark. Yeah. Especially with the sacrifice. Yeah, the, with the with that the, sacrifice was ridiculous. It kind of reminded me of um, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, when yeah. they did the sacrifice in the very first one. Yep, with Lord Blackwell. Yeah, maybe that's where they, they could have taken from that. But yeah, that because I like you know they go into the house and they're all hanging out and the girl goes, "Why is my mom's purse here?" Yeah, and like from what I'm getting from that scene, like this is like there's already tension between them all. Yeah. And Alex is like, let's get back together. And they just happen to get back together when there's a blood sacrifice going down. That's awesome. Even just like, she twists like the coaster. Yeah, he twists. It was, yeah, it was some kind of like knickknack or yeah. something. He twisted it and then door open a la like Batcave. Yeah. And, you know, they go down and it's like this ancient looking stonework everywhere. And then they see their parents in red robes. And they sacrifice a teenage girl. Yeah, very Court of the Owls like. Yeah, like and I dig it. Like the Court, like the Court of the Owls storyline is some of my favorite stuff in Batman. So this was like, oh man, this is nothing says, nothing grabs my attention like human sacrifice. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I think like just based on the castings and the look and the tools and everything that they're using, it looks like it's kind of ripped from the comics. Like I saw the cover of the first one. The kid who's playing, the uh, Renzi uh, Feliz, looked exactly like Alex Wilder. Yeah. He's got the hair. Like, uh, the girl who's playing um, Sister Grimm, I think, what's her name? Um, Allegra something? Allegra Acosta. No, that's, sorry. Um, Virginia, not Virginia Gardner. Illyrica Okana. She looks just like Sister Grimm from when I saw it in the, the video games. Like, yeah. the, in the, the phone games. So, like, I'm, I'm on board with it. And... You know, you said, like, the demographic that they're hitting. We talked about, like, with the success of Riverdale and, like, that's what they're going for. This show looks like the OC and Buffy the Vampire Slayer did a mashup and gave you the runaways. I can see that. And both of those shows um, I loved. I had, like, every season of the OC on uh, DVD. Like, there's something wrong with me. I loved the OC. And I watched that a little late in my life. I didn't watch it when it came out. So, you know, Dosey had a ton of great actors. Chris Pratt was in it. Was he? Yeah, Chris Pratt, Cam Gigadet, Ben McKenzie, and uh, Rachel Bilson, who got a, I had a crush on her for a long time. Uh, Adam Brody, you know, had, had a great, great little lineup there. And then had Misha Barton. Willa Holland? Yeah, yeah, Willa Holland. She's kind of crazy now, but, um, you know, Misha Barton. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with her. Yeah. Oh, Chris Brown was in it. Chris Brown had a pretty decent storyline in it. Too. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know That's before that. he was beating up women. Oh yeah, yeah. That's when Chris Brown was was uh, wasn't scary. Yeah, now he's Chris scary. Brown's a scary dude. Like you're, you're like I love Chris Brown music. I would never go to his concert because everybody's getting shot up there. I'm always worried. So sorry, see breezy. I'll just listen to you on YouTube. But it it looks perfect. Like it looks like a show that I would watch. And I didn't ever thought I would be this amped for teen drama. Yeah. Like I'm a 30 year old man. Like. I don't watch Riverdale. Like the closest teen drama I get to right now is Gifted, because it's got two teenage characters in it, and I love Gifted. But this show, I'm pumped for. Yeah, it looks it looks really good. And it comes out on a Tuesday. Does it? Yeah, November twenty first. That's weird. Yeah, we're right. Well, Hulu's not like Netflix. They just say, you know what, you want it, we're dropping it. What's what says binge than a Tuesday? (laughs) I think it's like Thanksgiving week, so that's perfect drops on that tuesday you're what is it 20 what the 21st yeah that's thanksgiving yeah, yeah. thanksgiving is what the 23rd so i got a four-day weekend yeah so, so. You, you'll be able to binge it and i'll probably i don't know people are probably like oh you know we were off wednesday thursday friday we can watch it all that day i, I work both those days i mean 
I'm going to watch it. I'm going to binge it on Tuesday. Be a rebel. Watch it all at work. Don't tell my boss. <laughs> uh, so we're going to get into a little more about the footage that we've really seen a little bit of it, and we've alluded to it about old lace. Do you think the CGI is going to be sloppy, or is this going to be like crisp? Because from the footage, I'm thinking like they got it. Yeah, like, it looks I mean, we've we seen it was only two brief clips. Yeah, I think we saw its snout and we saw its ass running through a yeah, closet. Yeah, it was like an eye and a little bit of its snout. And very close up. And yeah. then, you know, it's tail and hind legs running away. And that looked really cool. Um, I don't know if we're going to see a lot of it. Yeah. Um, maybe it's kind of like, you know, they have a certain budget. They're going to. Yeah, it could be like a, a gorilla grod kind of thing. Like where yeah. you, you see it, you maybe get it for like two full episodes. And then you get like, like what was left on the cutting floor of it, like running. And then, you know, kind of like what netflix did you know they they had a budget with stranger things and then Stranger things too was yeah. a lot more cg yeah so you know maybe that's what they're doing they're, they're gonna you know give you a taste of it and then hopefully in season two you'll be able to see more old lace because the budget will be bigger well from what i'm what i've heard the demogorgon wasn't cg no they have like they have it that was practical which yeah is crazy. it was and the duffers still have that that costume at home yeah, like it's crazy. Like I listened to a podcast with the Duffers, and they uh, they were talking about how that was all practical. But yeah, like I see where you're going because like the demo dogs, they were obviously CGI. Yeah, they're and not mind flayer and stuff yeah, like that. What what a great series, man. We'll we'll talk about that in the Geek Gallery. But Jesus Christ, if this can live up to half of what Stranger Things season two led up to, then I'm on board for yeah. it. So I think it's going to be crisp. You think it's going to be crisp uh, as far as the CGI, and it just you know. What what if we just get old lace in every single episode? And Hulu's like, fuck it, we got Marvel now. We can, yeah, <laughs> we got Disney money. So I mean, that's what I'm looking forward to, and that's what I think it's going to be, Chris. Uh, what are you expecting from the series? Well, because this is completely unknown to you, see, myself, and see, probably all thing. of our listeners. I'm, I'm not really expecting much because I don't know anything. I don't know the storylines. I don't know a lot of the character just from the research I did, and I just from the um, footage I seen. What I'm expecting is. To be surprised. Yeah. I'm expecting, you know, cool storylines. I'm expecting cool characters. And, you know, th- there could be twists and turns. I don't know where it's going. So the whole thing is, I expect the unexpected. Yeah. You know, it's, that's a fair point, And I agree with you. I think just what I'm excited. It's not what I'm expecting, but what I'm excited for is just the exploration of new characters. Mm-hmm. You're giving characters that the majority of comic book fans and geeks don't know. And you're hitting on the the teen heroes too. So now you're you have OG comic fans like you and myself, and then you have the the new comic fans like children, who are like, okay, I can watch this, and I can get behind it, you know. And it like I said, I, you could go back to we all think our parents are villains until we truly see what a villain is. So maybe like this could be a kid that you watch it with your kids, and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm not all that bad, aren't I? I could be sacrificing people in the basement, but I'm not doing it. So it could be a learning lesson for children. Well, yeah, the little one, you know, she she thinks I'm a villain right now. Yeah, so you just tell her, like, look, we're going to watch The Runaways, and when I'm not sacrificing people in the basement, you remember. Chuck's a good dude. So it's, you got to just remember that. But I, I want it to be dark and not goofy. Like, I want it to be Teen Titans, not Teen Titans Go. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't think it's going to be I don't goofy. think so either. I think... If we're going to get a goofy property from Marvel, it's New Warriors, which yeah. I get this confused with all the time. Yeah. There's so many new things coming out from Marvel, but I think that this is going to be dark. Um, I can see it being a little goofy because it, or I, I see it being a little angsty. Yeah, a little teen angst. A lot of teen angst. I think this is going to be like Daria. There's going to be <laughs> a shit ton of teen angst. <laughs> It's a lot of new I'm, things you're talking about I'm on the podcast. Ba- I'm going back to the well, Chuck. I'm going going back into... Daria, Chris Kattan. I'm going into the stacks, and I'm just pulling out old records. Would you like this to connect with any of the upcoming or current Marvel properties? Like, is this Infinity Wars connecting? No. <laughs> could you imagine? The only thing I could kind of say, and aforementioned, I can see that kind of blending the new Warriors. Yeah. Could you imagine Cap just showing up and like, listen, I need you... To fight Thanos. Well, could you imagine like uh, how Tony Stark and Drax 
would respond to old lace. No. no. Or even Peter Parker would be like, they got dinosaur. That is, that's one of the properties that I could see this interacting with is Spider-Man, given the, the child element of it. And like a cross, but it's like, it, it looks like East Coast, West Coast, like Tupac Biggie. Like, <laughs> yeah. the runaways look like they're on the, like out in California. Yeah, it does. Probably L.A., where Peter's obviously in Queens. I can see it working in there, but another one, we're talking upcoming, the Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. I can I, see this yeah, absolutely. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I can absolutely see this fitting in with Cloak and Dagger based on the the demo, and I don't think anything at Freeform is going to work because obviously New Warriors isn't working there. I just think, I don't know, man. If this if we go to a strict Marvel streaming service like Disney's saying they're going to do, I could see that crossing over. I could also see, if, if this is the end for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I could see Coulson forming the West Coast Avengers with the Runaways. Okay. And, and maybe this is a, you know, maybe this is where Ronan, uh, Hawkeye, comes into play. He forms the West Coast Avengers where... You bring in someone like Mockingbird, who's not confirmed for, uh, for Agents of Shield, or maybe they're it fits in with Inhumans. They're, the possibilities are endless. My thought is it probably isn't going to fit in with anything. No, because whenever we speculate that things are going to fit in, like Inhumans and Agents of Shield, they don't. Yep. <laughs> uh, Ghost Rider in the in the Netflix universe, they don't happen. So it's one of those things. Although this could be cool. What if Ghost Rider is the the mystery hero to appear in the Punisher. Yeah, it's not It doesn't fit, but could you imagine? That'd be neat. It would be neat. Because I, I, I think it's going to be like... I like Gabriel Luna as... Uh, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. As Robbie Reyes. I think it's going to be like a like a Detroit Avenger. Somebody that no one cares about. And we all want Moon Knight, but... Yeah, I think happen. the... You know, listen, there is a... I don't know if you saw the article that... No, I can't say it. It might spoil spoil Thor for you, so I'm not going to say it because you haven't seen Thor yet, and I don't want. I'm going to. Yeah, the last thing I want to say is do is spoil anything for you. But the one of the last questions I'm going to ask you, Chuck, is will Hulu's first Marvel series hold up to the Netflix properties? I. It's kind of hard to say. You know, is it going to hold up to a different network? Yeah, and because it, even though it's produced by marvel studios it's a whole different entity no but we we do this all the time with cw and fox yeah so that can't take that way out you buddy. know what i is it gonna hold up to the likes of daredevil because obviously it's probably getting the same amount of money i don't think it's gonna be as good as daredevil i think it could be better than jessica jones and iron fist in my opinion likewise same thing i said um but i think daredevil and luke cage uh are a step above that I think this could be on par with the Defenders. Okay. It's it's a good start. I mean, listen, I don't think this is going to be as critically as acclaimed and hyped up as everything else on Netflix was because, man, they're characters that people knew for the most part. They knew yeah. Luke Cage, they knew Iron Fist, and Daredevil, and they knew the Defenders. But I think that this is this is a show that has nothing to lose. Yeah. And people are going to watch it because, I mean, I'm going to watch it because I want to know what it's about. So my... My mind, I don't have any expectations for it. Like, I'm not like, oh, this is going to be the best television. Like, it's like going to see Thor. And I I thought Thor was going to be one of my favorite Marvel movies. And if I walked away unsatisfied with that, I would be like, well, that was a flop. This, I'm not saying this is going to be my best. This is going to be the best Marvel television to come out in 2017. I'm saying this is going to be, this can be good. This well, could be great. I again, it won't hold up to like Punisher. Again, we don't know much about it, so we're not expecting much. Yeah, I don't think this will hold up to Punisher, which comes out next week. No, I don't think so. That's our next episode, Punisher. Well, no, that's the episode, previous episode, Punisher. This is after Punisher. <laughs> Doing mental preparation in my head. <laughs> but I'm, listen, I, I think this is going to be a good show. Um, definitely think it's, I'm going to like this more than I like Iron Fist. And I think it yeah, more I than I like that. Jessica Jones, even though. I like Jessica Jones. I think this is going to be a little bit better, mainly because of the Velociraptor. The final question, Chuck. Do you think we will see more shows on from Marvel on Hulu? I think it could be a, a good segue, kind of like Daredevil when Daredevil came out, and then it did well, and then you know they brought four more yeah, shows. Yeah, they launched the universe. So, you know, I think it could. I don't know what. Five new shows. They brought the Punisher. Oh, yeah. 
I don't know what they would do or if it would be a congruent universe kind of like that or they would just have more proper like unknown properties yeah but i could see if it's successful i can see hulu doing you know more marvel yeah you know this is my thought i think and this was going to be talked about in the geek gallery but new warriors didn't find a spot on freeform no which is probably the best thing to happen to new warriors not finding a spot on freeform so Disney and Marvel are shopping it around. Now, New Warriors has been doing huge with the Disney execs. Like, the first screenings have been great. People are, like, high up in Disney are saying, this is this is big. And, like, that's got Squirrel Girl and, like, Mr. Immortal in it and, like, another group of characters that people have never even heard of. Yeah. So, you... I could see that moving to Hulu. Yeah, I could see that. And that, like, that being its own universe. So, like, the quirky kind of new... New characters, you, you, the unknown properties, right? But then you have the whole caveat to the thing is the unanswered question is, what's going to happen when Disney makes this streaming service? Are they going to take everything from Netflix? Are they going to take everything from I mean, Hulu? it kind of said that they're not. They said they're going to take all their movies from Netflix. Well, because especially with the, the Marvel Netflix yeah. stuff with like Daredevil and all that, they're too dark. And I mean, they're rated R. Yeah. Essentially. Well, they're MA. Which is... MA-17 for yeah. TV, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, I don't... Under the Disney umbrella, you know, you have all these, like, lighthearted family yeah. shows. And, you know, the darkest they go is, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, I mean, Kevin Feige has said that he spoke to Disney about making an R-rated movie, and it's not out. You know what I mean? Times are evolving. Superhero movies are evolving. So it makes more sense for Disney to remove all its properties from other Netflix, uh, other networks and put it on their streaming site. If they want to monopolize everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know because the Netflix stuff, they're considered Netflix originals. So I don't know if they hold the rights to it forever. And I don't, I don't know how long, like they say 2018 for the streaming service to start for Disney. I think that's a little far-fetched. I think it's going to be probably more towards the early 2019. That gives uh, Netflix time to, you know, or Disney time to just finish out the runs of the series and then just start fresh and take their prop, take Runaways from Hulu and take New Warriors, wherever the hell it lands, take Cloak and Dagger from Freeform. Like, I don't think they're putting all their shit, like, they have all these properties and the issue is they're putting them on so many different networks. So you have Agents of Shield and Inhumans on ABC. Now you have new, uh, you have Runaways on Netflix, or Hulu. You have all the properties on Netflix. You have Cloak and Dagger coming out on Freeform, where ninety percent of the population doesn't know what channel Freeform is. <laughs> and then you, you're like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. You have uh, New Warriors that hasn't found a home yet. Why don't you just wait to instead of putting all these new series out and rushing it, wait till you have a your platform and put it out there, because you're going to need something to rival. Uh, you know, when Titans comes out. So, I don't know. That's that's my thought. But uh, I, it's all about the streaming service. I can see New Warriors fitting in there at Hulu, yeah. but that's about it. Now we can open the Geek Gallery. Got a pretty big one. Uh, yeah, you know, we have Stranger Things. If we're going to recap episode 95, we have Stranger Things. Uh, we won't do any spoiler alerts. Greatly satisfied with it. Uh, it was amazing. I'm looking forward to season three. Yeah, it, it was by far... Better than my expectations. And, you know, we talked about getting the duffers into some movies. Let's keep them in Stranger Things universe until that ship has sailed. Yeah. Because what they're doing is working. I can't wait to see the new cast for next season uh, with new add-ons, new 80s add-ons, because we'll be in, what, 85? Yeah. By, by the time the series ends, Chuck will be at my birth. So I can't wait. That was great. Uh, I saw Thor. You have not. So spoiler free. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hours away from seeing it. I put it number two in my top five of marvel movies really yeah it was it was what i wanted from it um it was it's what you wanted from it from based on your feelings in our our previous episode of 90 episode 96 so i think you're going to be very happy with it um we got we talked about doc ray montgomery there's rumors that uh roy harper is set to appear in the titan show really yeah and i don't know i mean it could be colton haynes newly married colton haynes um but it could not be. I could see them moving on from him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe Arrow has hopes for him, but I don't know. Um, this previous weekend, I went and saw Kevin Smith. Yes. And what I got out of it was 
he wrote a and I haven't told you this, so this is uh this is exclusive right here, Chuck. He wrote an animated pilot for a Plastic Man series and it was picked up. Really? Yeah, he didn't say when or where, but it, he got that job to continue writing the series. Awesome. So I can see it coming on the CW seed. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. And he, he's worked with CW. Yeah, he's done three episodes of Supergirl, and he's going to be doing his third episode of The Flash in January. And it was if anybody has a chance to see Kevin Smith, whether you like his movies or not, if you like his comics, um, definitely go see him because he was, my God, dude, he was inspirational. I thought it was like Tony Robbins up there. Just, <laughs> just like a vulgar Tony Robbins. Like he ended everything with, you know, just because you say you're not talented, like you are talented, just go out there and do it. Don't sit on your deathbed and say, oh, I wish I would have done this. So it was, it was really, really cool. I learned a lot of things from him last night. It was, it was great. What else do you have in the Geek Gallery? Um, Sci-Fi announced that the villain for Krypton is going to be Brainiac. And you can go to the Active Geek on Instagram to talk, see the casting and weigh in there. Yep. Yeah, I've been stepping it up. Yeah. Telling you, man, I'm big time killing it on social medias. What um, else you got? Ty- Tyrese isn't going to be on uh, Fast and Furious or The Rock. There, saw yeah, that. I've seen that. Why? Why is everyone hating Rock? Well, Tyrese is going through some shit. Did you see the video of him crying? No. Him and his wife, are, his ex-wife, are fighting over custody of his kid, and he went like he had like a meltdown on Instagram. I don't know why celebrities feel that they need to record their meltdown, but he had one, and his phone was there. Uh, in his hand as he recorded a seven minute meltdown um and he said that he was going to quit the fast and the furious if the rock's there because it's taking money out of his pocket because they're doing the hobbs and uh whatever jason statham's character i i mean i'd rather business wise they're gonna go for rock as he sells yeah he's like uh tyrese was like there's there won't be any more roman pierce in the fast and furious if there's more lucas hobbs and i was like all right i'm fine with that yeah, I'm okay without uh, the comedic relief of Tyrese. Um, Amazon announced that there could be a Lord of the Rings series. Yeah, man, I'm not on board. One no, bit. I I don't know if it's going to be like a reboot or a continuation from a different story, but those, in my mind, the Lord of the Rings series and the Hobbit series, they're classics. They are. They're untouchable. You know, they're modern right? classics, and you don't touch them. So I I I'm not really happy. I mean, I. The only way I could I could get behind this if is if the original cast came back. If you had Elijah Wood, who still looks like Frodo, play Frodo. If you had Liv, you brought Liv Tyler and uh, Viggo Mortensen, well, you can't bring in Sean Astin. No, because he he does not look like Samwise Gamgee anymore. No, he he looks like Bob Newby. He he he, he, plumped, he, he aged. He plumped up. He 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 aged pretty bad. You could bring Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan back. Yeah, they all look the same. Uh, but. You know, I don't. Do we really need more of it? We got six movies out of it. No, and and they were six good. Like none of those were bad movies. No, like I, if you're gonna, you can do like the history of the dark or uh, of the elves and bring in Hugo Weaving's character. Yeah, or it, Lee Pace's character for it, the Hobbit. It, like I said, hopefully maybe it's more of a kind of a branch out. Yeah, but I I don't want a direct. Um. Uh, adaptation of the Lord of the Rings or Hobbit. Likewise, although if it comes out, we're going to probably do an episode on it, and we'll probably watch it. Oh, it, it's because you know there's so many critics out there that are like, we don't want it, but it comes out, and those same critics are going to watch it because because yeah. we're psychopaths and we yes. don't want to miss anything. And then uh, we have them. You know, we we have fans that listens to us and expect us to you know talk about and review. And they're just our wives, Chuck. They're not fans. They yeah, have, they're true. obligated. It's in the marital <laughs> contract. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm not super thrilled about it. It's not a done deal. Yeah, but well, if you if you want to read the article, go on our Active Geek Facebook page. I posted it there, so you can check that out. Is there anything else you have? I think that's it. Busy week. We uh, we'll be back soon with uh, uh, we have our hundredth episode coming up. Yes. I don't know if we're gonna be able to record that based on time constraints with uh, our other members. But we have that coming up, and then we have an Agents of Shield episode coming up. We have we're going to introduce the world to two new heroes that we that we might not know about coming up. Spoiler alert! I'm not. We got involved. a lot of good stuff coming. Yeah, up. I got I got up to 2019 plan, man. It's, <laughs> my my mind's working. 
But before we, we get you our next episode, you have to do us a favor and follow us on all the social medias. Instagram, like I said, it's The Active Geek. We are on SoundCloud and Apple Podcast under The Active Geek Podcast. We are on Twitter, Active Geek underscore. We are on Facebook, the before mentioned Active Geek. And then we are on Spreaker under the Geek Culture Cast banner. And you can find us, Legends of the Panel Podcast and Warp My Tires Podcast. And they're do, all doing big things, putting out great episodes every other week. Uh, well, every week, just simultaneously for the podcast. Um, and then you can find me, Jim DeLulo, on the Galaxy Wars podcast uh, in your iTunes app every Monday, Sunday or Monday. And uh, the Movies Only Society on YouTube. Subscribe, and we'll be posting our first episode very soon. And uh, that's it, Chuck. We'll be back next week. See you.